Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was New Year's Day, the first Sunday after Christmas. We're looking at Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7, section which maybe we could call the Apostle Paul's Christmas story. Paul writes, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. My dear fellow believers in the baby born in Bethlehem, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us. All this God does so that we might receive the full rights of sons. The full rights of sons. And see, now the fact of the matter is, is that we were not God's children or God's sons by birth. We were children of Satan and sin, but God loves us, and that's why he sent Jesus. That's why God sent his son to be born, to live, and to die, to pay for our sins, and to rise from the dead, to prove for us that our sins had been paid for. And that's why he also sends the Holy Spirit, working through the Word of God, working through baptism, to call us to faith, to make us believing children of God, to make us believers in the Christ child. And now, when you think about the Jewish people back at Jesus' day, especially the Pharisees, when they, as long as they insisted on trying to earn their position in God's family by the law, what they were doing is they were enslaving themselves. They remained slaves of that law. And as long as the Gentiles, for that matter, also, as long as they continued to turn back to the weak and miserable principles of unbelief, they too were enslaving themselves in slavery to Satan and sin. Both situations that Paul describes here, they're a terrible slavery, a terrible slavery, and such a bondage, being enslaved to sin, it deprives people of receiving the blessings that God wants to give to us. But by redeeming us from the law, what Christ does is Christ makes it possible for us to be acceptable to God. And see, now we're already acceptable to him through Christ, through faith in Christ, through his blood and his righteousness, through our Redeemer, all who live by faith in the Son of God, as Paul says here, have the full rights of sons. Paul says we have the full rights of sons and not just as children, because remember back in Bible times, it was not the daughters, but the sons who had the legal right to the family estate. 
And likewise, through faith in Christ, all who believe, whether male or female, they are the legal heirs of God's promises. They have the full rights of sons. And now see, when the Holy Spirit enters into our hearts to bring us faith in Jesus the Savior, he enables us to call to God and to call him Abba, Father. Abba, that's the word that Hebrew children would use in speaking to their, to their fathers as children today are often inclined to use names like dad or daddy, which shows the close relationship between children and daddy. The Hebrew child would say, Abba, I'd like a drink of water. And he could be confident that his father was always going to give him the things that he truly needed. And such confidence belongs to each and every believing child of God, to you and to me, who by God's grace are no longer slaves, but have received the full rights of sons as God's children. We have God's grace and love. We have forgiveness and eternal life through faith in Jesus our Savior. Well, Paul says, and since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Those words echo the same truth that the Apostle Paul spoke to the Roman Christians when he said, Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. With words like these, the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to to see things, to see everything from really an eternal perspective. He, he makes it possible for us to see that baby Jesus lying in a manger and believe that he is really the savior of the world and ruler over all who believe in him. Looking to the manger does make us think about the cute infant baby Jesus, huh? But as we look at the manger, let's never forget Christ's cross and what he did for us there. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us. He does not want anyone to perish. Jesus prayed, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory the Holy Spirit, through these inspired words of the Apostle Paul, help us to see in the barn in Bethlehem all the Lord has done for us so we can have the full rights of sons. Why is Christmas important to us? What gives Christmas, of course, its real value for us is that on that day we celebrate Jesus coming into the world as true God and now also true man, the God-man, to be our Savior, to live and to die for us, to pay for absolutely all of our sins so that our sins are forgiven, so that we have access to heaven, so that we have a place in heaven, so that we have 
the full rights of sons. May God, the Holy Spirit, help us to keep on remembering always the real meaning of Christmas and to rejoice that when the time had fully come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that you and I might have the full rights of sons. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for seeing the problem of our sin and for providing us with the answer, the eternal answer. You sent your Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us, to rescue us from Satan and sin, and to give us heaven, to give us the full rights of sons. Thank you, we pray in the name of your Son. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.